0: and welcome to The Budget Mouse, a podcast that will help you have an incredible Walt Disney World vacation, even if you're on a shoestring budget. This week, it's Christmas in July, and I'm sharing everything you need to know about planning an affordable and amazing trip to Walt Disney World during the holiday season. Welcome again, everyone, to episode 14. I'm Leah, the blogger behind The Budget Mouse and The Frugal South. I visit Disney World several times each year, and I'm not rich. I just have tons of tricks for doing Disney on the cheap. I want you to have the incredible vacation you deserve, so I'm sharing all of my tricks with you on my sites and here in the podcast. This week's show is all about visiting Disney World during the holidays, so let's dive in. It is Christmas in July this week over at the Budget Mouse. I've been getting a lot of questions about holiday trips recently, as well as seeing a lot of holiday-themed content showing up on Pinterest. So I figure there's lots of holiday trip planning going on right now, and it would be relevant to do a show about planning your Disney World trip on a budget during the holiday season. We're well into the six month window where you can make dining reservations in advance. And so this week, I want to give you an overview of all of the holiday happenings at Walt Disney World. I'm gonna focus on what is most budget friendly. I have blog posts about these topics as well. So there's a brand new one up at the Budget Mouse that is about the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. And within that post, you'll find links to all my other posts that are holiday related at, at the Budget Mouse and the Frugal South. So, I'm gonna just break down everything that goes on at Disney World on the holidays first, and then I'm gonna talk about ways to maximize this while you're on a budget there. So first, the Magic Kingdom. We have to start with the biggest one because this is where the most, well, not most of it, this is where the most of any park exciting stuff happens during the holidays. So. All of the holiday decorations are up by November 8th at the Magic Kingdom. That's a question I get asked a lot, like when do they decorate and people want to know if they're going to see the decorations during their trip. So as long as you're there by the 8th of November, then you will see the decorations up in the Magic Kingdom. And we're not talking a few wreaths on buildings here. The place is decked out from top to bottom for Christmas. It's over the top. It's really impressive, actually. They do all the decorating at night, and so they work on it gradually. You'll see some stuff up before that, but the park is fully decorated by the 8th of November. That includes the lights on Cinderella Castle. So the crane is up starting in, I don't know when they start, Putting the lights up. Maybe October uh, or maybe even September, they hang the Christmas lights on the castle because each night from November 8th through December 30th, Elsa and friends will do a daily ceremony in front of the castle to magically freeze Cinderella's castle and light the castle. And every day that takes place at 6.15. I have confirmed that now. I had to do some digging to find out the time of that. And then I'll say more about this soon, but during Mickey's very, sorry, Mickey's very Merry Christmas Party, there is an additional castle lighting ceremony at 815. So one other thing that starts around November 8th is a holiday overlay on the Jungle Cruise. It turns into the Jingle Cruise, and I haven't seen this personally, but I've heard it's really fun. I mean, it's such a fun attraction anyway. I can imagine it's even more fun with holiday gags and and, an overlay on the attraction. So let's talk all about Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. This is a hard ticketed event that takes place at Magic Kingdom certain nights starting November 8th through December 21st. You have to buy a separate ticket to this event and you can get a discounted ticket if you use my links to Undercover Tourist, which you will find within those posts that are mentioned on the blog. So I believe you save five bucks a ticket when you buy through Undercover Tourist. So I would absolutely do that. Why not? Because the tickets are the same why not get them at a little discount tickets through undercover tourists start at $101 for adults and $96 for kids and that is including tax and shipping which i don't i think they just send you the tickets electronically so shipping's not a factor now if you want to compare that to a one day peak ticket to magic kingdom they start at $137 for an adult so I'll break down the details of the Christmas party one tip I have used myself is to instead of buying a one-day ticket to Magic Kingdom Get a ticket to the Christmas party instead if you can maximize your time at the party You'll get almost as many hours as you would during day at Magic Kingdom and you'll get all of the bonus stuff as well for less money so the bonus stuff that goes on the party I'll get to that in a second. First, when does it start? Well, on these select days that the party runs, it starts at 7 p.m. and goes to midnight. So that's five hours. However, you can get into the park with your with your ticket to the Christmas party starting at 4 p.m. They will let you in, even though the party doesn't start until 7. So that's an additional three hours. So you get a full eight hours at the park if you can hang until midnight with that ticket to the Christmas party. So the parade at the party is really something to behold. I mean, it's going to ruin all other Christmas parades for you for the rest of your life. I just have to give you that warning. First, it is so over the top. It is incredibly fun. I saw it last year. Um, There are two parades during the party at 8.30 p.m. and 11 p.m. And it does snow on Main Street during the parade. It is the best place to watch it is Main Street, but it is very crowded. I suggest getting there 30 minutes solid in advance of the parade starting to get a good spot. We were kind of crammed in at the last minute and we got there about 10 minutes before the parade started. And I will let you know that my daughter slept through the entire parade in a stroller that we brought along because we thought she'd get tired. Oh, she fell asleep at like eight o'clock at the party. (laughs) So she got an hour's worth of the party for her price of her ticket. She was just really worn out, I guess. So the parade is not to be missed at the party. There is a special fireworks show at 10pm. That's holiday wishes. They actually bring back the Wishes show for this event um, with a holiday theme and there is an like I said another parade at 11 p.m. there's an additional castle lighting at 8 15 they turn the lights off on the castle and do the show and turn them back on again at 8 15 so there's a lot of other stage shows that go on during the party there are special character meet and greets and some of them you can only see during the party you can meet Jack Skellington You can meet all seven dwarves together. That's the most popular meet and greet. The the line is quite long. Um, You can also meet the princesses with their princes and it is a really fun. The character meet and greets are really fun. The, a lot of the characters are in special costumes that they only wear at the party as well. And in addition to that, all the attra- not all the attractions, but most of the attractions are open as well. And they do limit the number of tickets they sell for this, so you will experience much lower wait times on the attractions especially as you get later in the night and some people bow out. Last but not least at the party is the free food because there are complimentary beverages and treats at the party. I'm going to run down what they gave out last year. Now, this is likely to change. It changes every year. But you got a snowman soft pretzel and snow cone at Tortuga Tavern. You got a dove chocolate and sparkling apple cider at Friar's Nook. You got peppermint crunch cookie and Chocolate Milk at Pete Silly's Sideshow, Ginger Molasses Cookie and Eggnog at the Liberty Square Ticket Office, Snickerdoodle Cookie and Hot Chocolate at Cosmic Rays, Santa Claus Cookie and Snow Cone at Anti-Gravity's. They were also giving out assorted Christmas cookies, and you could choose from hot chocolate or apple cider, I believe, at the restaurant that is right above. It's a small world. I don't know why I can't remember the name, but we got cookies there at the party as well. After the party ends from December 22nd through the 30th, you can actually see the special parade and fireworks that are shown during the party without the party ticket. They kind of take the place of the evening entertainment at Magic Kingdom during that time. However, we need to talk about crowds for a minute and we can't talk about the holidays at Walt Disney World without talking about crowds because the week between Christmas and New Year's is the most crowded week of the entire year at Walt Disney World. It's Unbelievable. Magic Kingdom closes to capacity most days in that time frame, particularly Christmas Day, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So you're welcome to visit from December 22nd through the 30th. However, you'll find increased crowds compared to earlier in the month. You can get party tickets for early in December, see all of the holiday stuff at Disney World, pay way less for rooms, as I will mention at the end of the show, and you will not have to deal with the crowds because the beginning of December is a, is a relatively lower crowd time. I mean, I'd say a four or five out of 10 compared to 10 out of 10 during that week between Christmas and New Year's. So let's move on to Epcot. November 18th through the 30th is the International Festival of the Holidays at Epcot. Now, many elements of this have been around for years as part of the Holidays Around the World celebration at Epcot. The actual festival, the holidays, is new as of last year. So at the festival, you will find many decorations, of course. They they kept the topiaries around or they brought the topiaries back out some of them from the flower and garden festival and decorated them for the holidays there were Minnie and Mickey at the front of the park last year in holiday garb and it was very cute so a big attraction at festival of the holidays is the candlelight processional that is the special nighttime entertainment it takes place every night from November 22nd that is Thanksgiving through December 30th this year It's shown nightly at 5 o'clock, 6.45, and 8.15. Now, it is free. It's included with park admission. And it's shown in the American Gardens Theater that is in the back of World Showcase. It is free, but it is quite hard to get seats to the show. People queue up for this several hours in advance I've heard of people getting in line for the five o'clock show at two o'clock in the afternoon now that's crazy to me but I've heard that people do this for very popular narrators so the show consists of a celebrity narrator reading past biblical passages about the Christmas story and a choir a huge choir and a live orchestra that perform Christmas songs it's about 30 to 40 minute show. And it is very popular, as I said. So, one way to get around waiting in line for hours to see this is to get a dining package. And there's a bunch of info on the blog about the most affordable candlelight processional dining packages. They get you a meal at an Epcot restaurant. And there's a few restaurants that are in the Epcot area that are now included, that are not actually in the park. And then they get you preferred seating to the show, they get you guaranteed seating to the show. Now people do still line up early for the best seats for even the preferred seating that comes with the dining package. But I say 45 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes before the show. If you're in line, you're going to get a great seat with the dining package. So head over to the blog for more information on that. So also scattered around World Showcase during Festival of the Holidays are the Holiday Kitchens. Well, they're just the food and wine booths that are repurposed again. Epcot now has four festivals throughout the year and the food booths are a theme at all of them. I did sample a bunch of the food from the food booths last year and I'm happy to report it was incredibly good and very affordable. I thought the value was excellent. So in the post that's on the blog up right now, there's pictures of some of the food I had, but I had like a mini turkey dinner with green beans, mashed potatoes, turkey, cranberry stuffing, fried onions. It was $5.25 and I was full after eating it and that was in the American booth. So I thought the food was excellent from the booths there. You'll also find Santa and Mrs. Claus that meet in the back of the American Adventure Pavilion. And I saw very little line to meet them. In fact, they were just kind of sitting there for a while, like waving at me. And I was like, oh, people need to come and meet them. So it's a great place to meet them. It's kind of hidden away. And I don't know if everyone, I don't think many people know that they're there. So you can get pictures taken with, you can take pictures yourself on your phone, or you can get a PhotoPass photographer to take a picture of your kids with Santa and Mrs. Claus. And then, you know, you can see all the pictures from PhotoPass when you get back home for free. And if you find one that you really like, it's $15 to download the picture and then you can print to your heart's delight or make Christmas cards out of it or whatever. And I know that packages at the mall tend to be way more than $15 to get professional photographs of your kids with Santa. So it might be a good way to save money on that if you're going to be at Epcot anyway to take advantage of meeting Santa and Mrs. Claus there. So there are holiday storytellers scattered around Epcot as well that perform sporadically throughout the day, I suggest getting a times guide when you get there that will show the times of the performances in each of the parks or in each of the pavilions for the holiday storytellers um and one thing that is so fun about visiting epcot during the holidays is there's a special tag ending to illuminations like an add-on ending during the holidays that is so fantastic the level of fireworks is incredible now unfortunately the first time my husband ever went to epcot and saw illuminations was during the holidays and he saw this amazing ending to illuminations well now Regular Illuminations is a big bummer because it doesn't have this special ending. So keep that in mind, too. I mean, if you get used to that ending, then Regular Illuminations is like, oh, that's it? Oh, that's kind of a bummer. But anyway, it's really spectacular not to be missed. Moving over to Animal Kingdom, well, this is going to be brief, because not that much special goes on at Animal Kingdom for the holidays. Of course, it's decorated wonderfully, because it's Disney World. And they're also including a segment in The Bird Show, which is now themed to Up, the movie Up, that is about Diwali. So that is something to check out if you're interested. And I'm going to move over to Hollywood Studios. There are two, well actually three elements for the holidays at Hollywood Studios. First of all, they're going to do a holiday overlay overlay of Toy Story Land starting November 8th, and we don't know what that's going to look like, but I imagine it will be super fun. You can check out my episode all about Toy Story Land. It's episode 13, and if you haven't checked it out yet, there's so much to know about it. So also the Sunset Seasons Greetings is a new projection show on the Tower of Terror. It started last year and it takes place nightly, at least last year it took place at 630 and 830 p.m. there. And I haven't seen it myself, but I heard it was pretty fun. And last, there is a special fireworks show for the holidays. It is Jingle Bell Jingle Bam. And I don't have the time for that, but that is a special feature in the holidays. So at Disney Springs, there is a very fun Christmas tree trail that this year will consist of 25 Decorated the trees that are themed around Disney films, characters, and attractions. Last year, it opened on November 13th, so you can expect that around the same time of year. It opened at noon daily, and it's in the Marketplace area. And in the middle of the Christmas tree trail, you can meet Santa. And what's cool about meeting him there is you just check in at a podium, and they assign you a return time to come back to meet him. And you don't have to stand there waiting in a line. It's kind of like a fast pass to meet Santa. It's a good idea, right? So on to how to save money on a holiday trip. I already mentioned a few tips, but I want to add more, particularly about the best times to go to save money on accommodations. So the room rates at Disney World vary wildly throughout the year. I'm going to give you a breakdown as an example of rooms at pop century during the holidays. So from November 27th to December 8th, you're in a, I believe, fall season at Pop Century, and it's going to be $124 Monday through Wednesday, $139 Sunday and Thursday, and $151 on Friday and Saturday for a room at Pop Century. December 9th through 13th, it jumps up to $137, just a flat fee. November 14th through the 20th, it creeps up to $160 on Sunday through Thursday and $196 on the weekend. Starting December 21st through through the 31st $212 a night at Pop Century. Now these are not even including tax, and this is a rack rate though. You can definitely get discounts on this. Disney will offer discounted rooms. I imagine the discounts will be coming out quite soon. And you can also stack Orbitz promo promo codes on top of Disney discounts if there are rooms available on Orbitz, which oftentimes there are. So I would start looking into rooms at Disney if you want to go during the holidays. I would look into them soon because they will book up. They will be completely booked during the holiday season likely. And I don't know when that will happen, but they will get booked up. So as you can see, the cost to stay at Disney skyrockets starting December 21st. So if you want to stay on a budget, you must go before that. So my suggested dates to stay at a Disney resort on a budget are weeknights from November through December 13th. With the exception of President's Day weekend and Thanksgiving, the the rates will be the best during that time period. Now, another thing I often do to stay at Disney World is to rent DVC points. December 1st through the 14th is adventure season for DVC, which means it's the cheapest time of year to stay with rented DVC points. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just head to the blog, thebudgetmouse.com and search for DVC and um, a post will come up guiding you through how to rent points with Disney Vacation Club. So I have gone many times that time of year, December 1st through the 14th and stayed for quite cheap on rented points, but the availability at this point is probably limited. So you need to jump on that if you want to do that. So last year when we visited, we booked a kind of last minute trip and we couldn't find availability for our dates on property. So we stayed off property. I'm always nervous staying off property because it's hit or miss. I got a room at the Hawthorne Suites Lake Buena Vista, a two room suite with one bedroom with two queen beds for $75 a night plus tax. It ended up being great. I lucked out, and I was quite nervous. I remember posting on Facebook, like, wish me luck, I'm going to this frightening, very cheap hotel by Disney World. It was great, and I actually recommend that as one of the best places to stay off property. It was during those first two weeks of December, that's why the rates were so low, and so that is a great time to go, and if you must stay off property, I recommend that place highly. And there's a full review with pictures of that over on the blog as well. So the last thing that I must mention is that you, something you can't miss at Disney World during Christmas are the decorations at the monorail resorts. I'm talking the Contemporary, Polynesian, and Grand Floridian. So you cannot miss the gigantic Christmas tree and life-size gingerbread house at the Grand Floridian. You can also purchase gingerbread treats at the Grand Floridian. There is a gingerbread display at the Contemporary as well and the Polynesian is always beautiful but extra nice during the holidays so I used to recommend parking at one of the Monorail resorts to ride the Monorail around but we were turned away from the Contemporary last year during the second week of December due to peak season parking restrictions. You had to have a dining reservation at one of the table service restaurants or be staying there to be allowed to park there so these are my tactics now for touring the Monorail resorts during the holidays you could make a reservation at the Wade at the Contemporary Resort or the Grand Floridian Cafe for brunch or an afternoon snack. Okay, you don't have to eat a full meal there to have a reservation. You could just get an appetizer and drinks, for example, or a brunch, and you will be allowed to park at the resort for three hours since you have a reservation, which should allow plenty of time to eat and tour around the resorts, and they're not gonna tow your car if you're five minutes after, don't worry. So another option is to park for free at Disney Springs and then take a bus to one of the monorail resorts and then back to Disney Springs afterwards you wouldn't even have to take um, a bus back to the same, or or you wouldn't even have to ride the loop all the way around to the same resort. You could just leave whatever resort you end at and take a bus back to Disney Springs to your car. But if you're really crunched for time, you can always pay $20 for Magic Kingdom parking and pick up the resort monorail there. Or if you're staying at a Disney resort, you can park there for free anyway at the Transportation and Ticket Center Magic Kingdom and ride the resort monorail around that way. I am so pleased that I get to thank a new patron on the, blo- on the podcast this week, so special thanks go out to Carla, who became a patron of the Budget Mouse on Patreon. If you don't know what I'm talking about, this is a way you can support the podcast and keep it ad-free by becoming a patron of the show. So patronage starts at $2 a month, and with it, you get extra features, such as a exclusive patrons-only blog post, which there is one currently up, a review of Terralina Crafted Italian, the new restaurant at Disney Springs. You'll also get quarterly behind-the-scenes video just for patrons, and most of those will be right from the Disney parks. You'll get my Disney dining plan ebook for free, and if I can reach my goal of $100 a month in support, I'm going to do a Disney park merchandise giveaway that is just for patrons, so you'll have quite good odds of winning with a patrons only giveaway. So, head over to patreon.com, that's p a t r e o n, and search for the Budget Mouse or you can click a link to it from the budgetmouse.com in the sidebar or at the bottom of the posts, you'll find a link to support me on Patreon. So, thank you so much for listening. You can always find me at the Budget Mouse or The Frugal South. I'm on Instagram at The Budget Mouse, and I have a private Facebook group that is just for readers and listeners of The Budget Mouse. So thanks again, and have a magical day.